It's all things MMA on KCLR and for scoreline.ie. My name is Ken McGuire, joined as always this week by Miles Price, he head coach of Team Rhino Kilkenny. How are you? How are things? All good, Ken. Yeah, super psyched about the gyms reopening now. It's just only around the corner, so looking forward that's to that. Pretty, that's pretty much it. You guys get a, is it a start of July time in terms of the, the, the contact stuff, the MMA stuff, but you're, you get to open for training back in June? Yeah, it's looking like uh, individual training June 7th and then July 5th for like classes, etc. Uh, not sure what the extent is, uh, if it's level three or level two or... Yeah. Yeah, but just we're open, so that's good. Good news all around, really. That, that's the main thing. Uh, what yep. we're looking at, Miles, this week, uh, we obviously covered it in, in the preview last week. It's the fallout from UFC 262, the promotion's latest big event, the main event of which uh, was Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler contesting the UFC's lightweight title. When we spoke about it last week, you, you were kind of having a, a like a bit of a head and heart moment. So Charles yeah. Oliveira, he's worked his way up over years and years he's over 10 years with the ufc he's nearly 30 fights with them um and michael chandler living the american dream 35 family man has come across from bellator uh, and has been dropped into this uh title match very very early on he had the quite a spectacular win over dan hooker back at the start of the yeah. year but found himself in the title uh in the title frame very uh very quickly um obviously we know at this stage charles Oliveira is the new ufc lightweight champion how did you how did you think how did you think it went did it live up to expectations did we see something new from both fighters yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that uh, Charles showed his resilience, which is something that was kind of questioned in the past uh, in regards to when the going gets tough and it goes into the trenches a bit. Um, you know, he tends to sometimes just let it keep going deeper into the trenches as opposed to kind of adapting and prevailing. Uh, so I think he's really shown his growth and his resilience there. It matches his IQ because he's an extremely, he's a great fighter to watch. Like he's, he's very, very technical. Everything he does is just crisp. And um, I I really do feel like I've sparred a lot of anxious people in my time. You know, I know what it's like to be that anxious person in a spar. I know what it's like to be that anxious person in a fight. And I've every time I spar somebody that's, you know, just really anxious to spar you. And they're just like, you know, wrestler or striker kind of thing or many wrestlers. Um, they do two things that Michael Chandler, I felt, did throughout the fight. And I feel like he still hasn't shaken off these anxious cobwebs yet because when I saw him ducking and throwing hooks and just slamming Oliveira while he was in his back standing, they're just things you do when you're anxious and you're nervous. You know, they're not calculated movements. Like, they're really not, you know. Um, I, I think he was trying to get Charles out there too early. And he kind of... He clipped him, yeah, but, I mean, you were not going to be able to go five rounds doing that. And, you know, he's a short guy. It's pretty evident. Like, I mean, uh, Oliveira was a featherweight before, and he was towering over Michael Chandler. He was huge compared to him. And Michael Chandler looks big on Instagram because he's a muscly fecker. But, I mean, in general, he's quite small for the division, you know. So, uh, Charles was a lot bigger. So, to make himself smaller by kind of – ducking and swinging with his left hooks and right hooks it didn't really it was wasting energy and it wasn't setting up his hooks at all and when you have an experienced black belt on your back like that 
you know, wrestlers tend to kind of give up their back anyway because it's instincts from wrestling matches. But yeah. I mean, to jump back and slam him like that, it's it, it makes things worse, you know. And he was lucky to get out with that, really, because not many people get out of Charles's back when they when he takes their back, you know. So I think he's still. I think there's a lot to be said for the future for Michael Chandler. I think that he's going to shake off those nervous cobwebs and he's going to come back better. But I mean, in regards to how Charles performed, it was just superb, you know, did great. Like re- resilience is certainly one thing. What what struck me about Oliveira was this crazy sense of, of calm that he really yeah. seemed to bring. Like if, if Chandler was that explosive kind where he's trying to get in and get out early, he, you know, you might kind of take a little bit of that with him from the Dan Hooker fight because he got in and he got out very early and he was like, okay, now I've arrived. I've made a statement. I'm going to be able to carry this into my next fight and we'll get in, we'll get out early again. But you you could see it when, you could see it when, when Oliveira took his back uh, first, like you're saying, the wrestlers tend to give up their back easily, but he just kind of, you know, even his, his body position, just sitting back in looking for the, he he got the got the hooks in early, looking to set up the choke, uh, up until the point of of the slam, which, like you're saying, kind of worsened things and only yeah. gave more strength to to Oliveira's uh, body triangle at the time. But this yeah. this real sense of calm, you could see it at the end of the first round. Uh, anybody else would, um, anybody else might, you know, be in in a lot of trouble. But Oliveira very comfortable in doing what he did uh, on the ground. Um, you know, looking for looking for guard, looking. He knew, I think, at that stage, he wasn't in any danger, even though there's like a minute to go in the first round. He'll survive it. He'll take it into the second round. He takes it into the second round, and it's like a it's like a complete it's like a complete reversal. Mm. And, and happened very fast. It did, yeah. It's like it was 19 seconds into the second round. Um, and I don't know whether it was a a, a confidence thing. Maybe it was a you know, a, a bit of an adrenaline dump on um, on on Chandler's behalf, but he he just he, he didn't seem he didn't seem the first half Chandler that he was, uh, and all of a sudden you you get you just get that lovely shot from from Oliveira that that puts him away. Um, n- maybe not the finish we we thought we were we were going to see. Um, I just think it was beautiful technique. That left mm-hmm. hook was just it wasn't too. It was like a, it was like kind of a hybrid between a jab and a hook. You know, it wasn't like wild and short. It was kind of like long on the center line and just like curled in at the last second with his right side really well protected. So, but very, uh, very calculated, very calculated. But that's the way Charles fights. You know, he's a, he's a real IQ tech, like. He's a real technical based fighter, like, you know, like everything he does, he's just well schooled. You know, you can just he's just one of those guys that he just spends time and time again repeating the boring stuff. And, you know, I, I, I say a lot of this to myself internally when I'm training for competitions or wanting to improve a skill um, and to my students is uh, the definition of boring is a lack of concentration. You know, you can just see that. Charles has done the boring things over and over and over and over again and just kept his concentration through those fundamentals that just increase your IQ far, far faster than any of the real complex advanced movements ever would, you know. So I feel like that 
he's just he has that confidence and that fight IQ from repeating the fundamentals over and over again, you know. Well, the fundamentals, uh, as as you bring them up, I noted it coming up in the the commentary side of things. The fundamentals seem to be what let Tony Ferguson down again, and we'd questioned this. Yeah. Uh, we'd questioned this last week. He was coming up against Benil Dariush, who had had nothing to lose and everything to gain uh, from putting in a from putting in a performance. Tony, on the other hand, probably had an awful lot more to lose, um, having come off the back of <clears throat> having come off the back of the defeats to to Justin Gaethje and to Charles Oliveira before that. Uh, what we saw in the co-main event was effectively a a domination um, mm. of. Ferguson by Benil, uh, yeah. like a spectacular performance. His yeah. fundamentals super on point, uh, and like yeah. you know, T- Tony, Tony would have built an awful lot of his his wins and his reputation on you know forgetting the fundamentals and going for the crazy stuff and going for yeah. you know spinning this and backflip that or whatever the case is. But we saw a real good example of if you get. You get your fundamentals right. Um, you, you've got an awful lot more power than you than you might think. Yeah, one hundred percent. As you as you pointed out there, we discussed this uh, previously about Tony Ferguson. That you know what lets him down is the fundamentals. You know, uh, it lasted for a period because he kept on drawing people into the the firefight, and you know he is an orthodox style kind of gotten through that amazing winning streak and he got like a he got an interim world title out of it like you know i mean it's worked it's it's had its place but this failure to adapt i feel like has really uh really let him down to be honest you know it's like i feel like he hasn't made the same transition as the likes of like justin gaethje would have made you know where Mm. he went from constantly getting lured into these to these battles you know to uh you know being a lot more calculated in a fight where he's thinking before he throws he's adapting when he needs to and it just brought his game to another level like and i don't think tony has actually made that transition um i don't think it's his age to be honest with you as well i know people are saying that oh it's his age and it's this i don't think it is like i think mma is an old man's game as much as it is a young man's game now you know mm-hmm. look at dc look at steve a look at jan blackovich they're like a, they're um, the old, like, the old guard, really. Yeah, thirty-eight to forty is what they're at. You know, who's to say Tony can't be like that? You know, like it's just things that people say to try and find what the solution is for why somebody doesn't perform. Sure. It's simple. Tony isn't hasn't adapted. He's not as fundamentally sound as he should be, and he hasn't brought back to those fundamentals in a long time. And you know, I think if he focused. Uh, six months to those fundamentals, he probably come in and win a, a lot more fights. I mean, that what's up? And that's what Benel Dariush did. Look, yep. they listened to him in his post-fight interview. Like he's like, I wanted to get into a battle, but I had to stick to my to my game plan. And his game plan was very boring fundamentals. Level change, double leg, take him down, hold him there. Simple, you know. Well, it's uh, it's worked out certainly in his favor. Anyway, I'm not sure where he goes in terms of. <clears throat> in terms of rankings, uh, there's there's talk of him at least looking for some kind of 
to get in on some kind of title eliminator. He'd love to see yeah. his name up there in the in the lightweight picture. Where do you think we go next in terms of the lightweight side of things in general? I don't think Tony Ferguson is going to figure in that conversation for no. the future. No. Um, Charles Oliveira, obviously, uh, was, is going to have to defend the title at some stage. Again, with Michael Chandler, I think, is, is um, being thrown into the, the title race or the, the title scene, we'll say, very quickly. And having yeah. lost in the way that he did at the weekend, I think that's going to count against him. Um, yeah. Are we looking at potentially, you know, whoever comes out on top between McGregor Poirier in the summer as being the lightweight contest? Would you go for something like um, Max Holloway, maybe to make a maybe to make a jump up or... Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky who's, who's teased something similar I think Alexander is very small for that for a lightweight now to be honest with you I'm not sure Yeah, I've seen you've seen stranger things happen well I mean uh, look at what happened to Max Holloway when he came up to fight uh, Dustin Poirier like yeah. it was just the size and the power difference was just different you know it's just different and uh, I feel like that it's doable for sure like I mean if we've seen a Jorge Masvidal, Gilbert Burns move up to welterweight and they've made the transition very well. So I think it's something that it can't just happen straight away. Look, look at Barbosa and Lance Fanata. They are much well suited in the featherweight division and they're a lot more dominant in that division. So going up or going down is good, but it just needs to be done correctly. Like, you know, I, and I don't think there's any real marketing appeal. I think wherever McGregor is in the picture, he is going to get those fast track fights to the title and that's what the ufc are doing again you know the ufc aren't going to mess around if mcgregor's in the picture they want to make money they want to make it fast they don't care what the public think they don't care about rankings whoever wins between poirier and mcgregor is getting that title fight last thing i wanted to touch on miles i don't know if you got to see it we had tipped uh shane burgos and edson barbosa last week as a potential barn burner and a real fight to watch um they served up an absolute fight to watch, but the the knockout at you know whatever it was midway through the the third round seemed to catch everybody by surprise. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it myself. Yeah. Uh, Shane had been taken, uh, he'd been taking his his fair amount of of hits. Uh, Barbosa with a real kind of heavy right hand that he looked to have shaken off, and it was like he was happy to kind of keep coming forward and shake it off and his body was like uh no uh, the, the, his body had in, entirely switched off and so we see the punch land and then there's that kind of two or three or four second gap until uh he starts to uh, stumble backwards and then it's it's lights out um ever ever seen anything like it or i've never uh, seen a, a a stoppage like that to be honest with you i think it was a little bit of a I think it was a little bit of a shock for everybody that was watching really you know what i mean it was very very strange because it was it was it was a good five or six seconds really before he kind of level changed and start wobbling backwards you know yeah. so i mean i don't think anybody really has an expl explanation for that maybe on the inside with the medics etc and experts they'd have an idea of what's going on there but sure. that delayed reaction is definitely something i haven't seen before you know 
Well, it was just another one of the the highlights, we'll say, out of UFC 262. That's where we'll leave it uh, for the minute. Miles, if people want to get in touch with you, obviously, um, you know, you'd mentioned at the outset that the gym is going to be reopening. Uh, You've been fielding queries already about the mixed martial arts side of things and the BJJ side of things. If people Mm -hmm. are, are looking to get get in on the action and get themselves booked in maybe towards the the summer reopening what's the best way to get in touch uh well uh there is a waiting list and um it's not guaranteed to get yourself in there because we do have limited spaces in our facility but um if you do email team rhino kilkenny at gmail.com or send a dm to the team rhino kilkenny instagram or facebook social media pages and platforms uh, we'll be able to get back to you ASAP about the availability and when we're reopening and stick you on the list. Super. Excellent. As always, Miles Price of Team Rhino Kilkenny. Uh, thanks again for the company. This has been All Things MMA. Uh, we will get another topic on the board for you next week.